We are finding success and we're here to help break that monotony of your life and help you find your own version of success. Welcome back to another episode, guys, with me, Alex. And me, Adam. Mm. How are you doing, mate? You're right. I'm good, man. I'm good. What about yourself? Ah, oh, living the dream. It's actually, I'm quite happy because the weather was quite shockingly bad this morning, wasn't it? It was it's pretty just cold. It's a week. It's been miserable. You and wouldn't think it was August, would you? Well, yeah, I know, but we have to survive. We Bloody have to survive. blighty. We do, we do, don't we? Uh, how was your week been, my friend? I've been moving house this week. I know. So it's been carnage, I'll be honest with you. Um, not much productivity been going down. Well, in re- regards to the podcast and the business and so on. Mm. Moving house, the most productive I've ever done it. But, you know, not not in the rest of life. That's like, you know, because you know when you've got to put it on the back burner, haven't you? It's a priority, y- isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's so consuming, time consuming. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Shelter. Exactly. Amen. Go get that done. Exactly. P1. Food, water, shelter. Yeah. Love that little link. Um, so that's been priority. What about yourself? How's your week been? Uh, yeah, not bad, mate, to be fair. Um, I've been cracking on with some investing scoping. Uh, done some more analysis on some businesses. Nice. Um, trading's going well. Been looking at that. All around, mate, it's been pretty good. Reading's good. Reading a mega book. What I'm, book you on? I'm, I'm still on the slight edge, but I've nearly finished it, and it is unreal. Uh, so good. Jolson. Jeff Olson. Jeff Olson. Yeah, Jolson. <laughs> yeah, it's really good, mate. Really, really good book. If you get the chance to read it, read it. Copy and it. I'm looking forward to the weekend as well, because I'm... Where are you going, bro? Going away. Nice. And I can't wait. A little cheeky holiday. Yeah. We, don't, we don't holiday much, do we? We travel a lot with work, nah, but we, we don't holiday we've much. We've got to treat ourselves, haven't we, now and again? Yeah, so we're both going on holiday next weekend. Yeah. Lovely. But not together. You didn't invite me. I can be together if you want to be. Yeah, but you didn't invite me, so obviously... Yeah. You didn't invite me? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought. Right, this, this week, Adam, get that camera on me. What are we talking about? Get it back on you. I'm going to switch it back now. Um, this week, we're going to talk about something quite... Not many people think of this subject, but when it happens to you, when this, when this thing happens to you, mentally or physically, it can be damaging it can be quite detrimental to our our progress We're talking about scars mental and physical scars now i'm going to go as far as everyone over the age of three at some point somewhere on their body has a scar from a scab from a fall from a scrape from a burn from anything you all have some sort of scar on your body. I mean, when I was two, I cracked my hand open. When I was three, I put my foot in a hot cup of tea that my mum left on the <laughs> floor. I know. That was horrible. Brilliant. Um, so I, I, I had two scars by then. So, I mean, everyone at some point has scars on their body. Mm. No matter whether you you don't think that you do or you think you do, somewhere on your body there will be a scar. Whether it's from surgery or not, it's a different story. But we'll talk about that later. But you do. I mean, do you have a scar on your body? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, I exactly. think my earliest one was from the, the old chicken pox, you know, when you scratch it. Oh, yeah. Got a few, like, divots in my skin from that. Divots. Divots. And, but my earliest memory, my memorable one, is actually my mum was teaching me how to cook. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how old I was. I wasn't very old. But I was, like, enough to reach a stove, you know. Could get yeah, yeah. Thing. I remember my mum going, oh, when you open a pan that's, like, you're boiling, like, chilli or something, you open the lid this way. Because if you do it the other way and she did it, <laughs> you'll burn your arm and suffer your arm. <laughs> Burnt me arm. I've still got a slight scar. You can still see it today. 
But she's like, yeah, don't do it like this because you'll... Ah, oh, you'll do that. Don't ever do that again. I won't, I won't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I've never lifted the pan up the wrong way ever again. Perfect. Learn we're straight into scar. it. We're, yeah. we're learning from the scars. So when we think about scars, I mean, minus obviously surgery, <laughs> scars that we have formed to us are in one way or another a mistake. They come from like, I mean, for me, falling up a step to cracking my head open on the corner of a step. That was a mistake from my my part. I wasn't walking correctly. I wasn't really looking where I was going. I was two. Just walking up these steps thinking that I was gangster. And bang! Crack me head open. But I think we also have mental scars. Mm-hmm. So we, we spoke previously about being bitten by a dog. Yes. If you're bitten by a dog at a young age, you think you associate that all dogs are bad. Same with cats. Same with... I don't know, whatever. Yeah, anything anything that's, that's painful in our childhood, we associate with that as bad. And going back to the, the very, very start of this podcast when we were talking about the slight edge, there's a part in slight edge and it says, I think it was up to the age of five, you get told 40,000 times the word no. You get told 5,000 times the word yes. So when we associate the word no, we think that the word no is very bad, very dangerous, we shouldn't do it. Because our parents say, don't do that, don't do this, no, put the sharp knife down, put the scissors down, don't sub up that, don't do this, no to that, no to that. Whereas the word yes is so minimal that it becomes a word that we're not really used to hearing. Yes, you can run up those stairs. Yes, you can go for a run. Yes, you can go out with your friends. They're like, really? Can we actually do that? Is that allowed? So I think one way or another, when we come about scars, we have to remember that, as we were going to say again, scars come from damages, but also from things that we need to learn from. So, like we're going to use the analogy, a caveman. Mm. When a caveman goes out of his cave and he finds a bug, takes it back to his family, says, look, I've just found this, this is food. He eats it and he instantly dies. They know they can't eat that because it's a bad bug, it will kill you. But what if they find a different type of bug and they go and eat it and it's fine? Then they associate that bug with being fine, the other one with being bad. Yeah. So it, it, scars can change in completely different ways. Yeah, so that that's more of an, a mental scar, isn't it? So that family yeah. of cave people, bless them, lost their father, their son, whoever it was, went out and ate that pretty coloured bug. <clears throat> They've witnessed him die, whether mm. it be instantly or like gradual, and they're like, okay, we've just lost someone through in that they'll never ever go near that again they'll literally they'll be they'll be incredibly fearful of it they'll literally build up a fear and that fear will be passed down generations and generations that won't ever that won't just be forgotten about and they'll let other people know they'll let other local tribes know or you know the the people they get along with whoever that is they get along with Um, because it's made such an effect on their life So they might never, they might not ever want to try another bug even similar to that. There might yeah. be a really good bug or or berries, say. So yeah, berries. Uh, some poison bad, berries. Yeah. Uh, you know, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, all lovely looking fruits. But if they've eaten one that's looks similar yeah. and it's poisoned him and it's put him in a really bad state, maybe not even killed him, but just put him through that pain, they're going to avoid most other berries now for the rest of life. Even though there's goodness and nutrients in the others that we know of because we're modern day, you know, we got the, we can find out these things they'll just avoid that for the rest of their life. Mm. So they're actually limiting themselves. These scars are limiting their lifestyle, their their, their way of living. The way that I look at it is from 
sports person. So when we think about someone like a rugby player, a football player, a golfer, when they have a massive injury, I mean, maybe not a golfer, they just swing clubs around all day. <laughs> but I mean, when you like get hit by another person, you snap an arm or, you know, a gymnast hurts their back or whatever. And that puts you out of the sport that you love. You obviously, you have the love for that sport and you still want to continue to do it but you physically can't take part in it anymore because you're physically damaged. So I think you try and find the next best thing, which is like either being a coach or being a supporter or being a heavy follower or, you know, just maybe starting a club mm. that people can go to that you can help coach kids and like something that you had as a kid or whatever. Um, that's another thing. I think where like this is a limiting factor, a scar, a damage, a surgery, a bad thing that happened in our lives can be fully restricting and it's how we overcome that mental physical block is very important to us as the human race yeah trying to trying to show that mental fortitude that mental strength to be able to push through a scar like say an athlete <clears throat> rugby player broke a leg or torn his achilles or something like that like mm. big injury can career ending almost you know if you can get up and like face that adversity face it and go I'm going to take it head on and fo instead of being oh woe is me I'm going to sit here in this hospital bed and cry <clears throat> be like right this has happened this is what's going on it's almost like a stoic philosophy like you've, you've just got to be calm it's what's happened it is what it is there's no change in it what is the best scenario from here What? how can I create the best scenario from here yeah. and having that mindset is oh, it's just an absolute savage mindset and it'll get you so far no matter what happens to you car crash you know you lose a limb whatever if you can have the mindset to be i'm this is not going to beat me i'm not going to be it's not going to define my life yeah and push through these scars and some of these events that happen to you you're going to be a powerful man yeah or woman very important uh yeah absolutely i think like the way you, you just said it as in to find the way around it to push through and to be a powerful person that is very very important we I think in sometimes we, we look in life, I mean, I'm going to take us away from sports now, but we have a, a money problem mm. uh, or a family problem or, mm. you know, loss of a family member or whatever. We see this, this thing that happens in our life. And then my mum's one of them. She was like uh, such a flapper. Uh, she is such a flapper today because of Sorry, what has happened, <laughs> what has happened to my dad. She's like, right, I've been gone an hour to the gym. Are you okay? Oh, bless her. Where yeah. are you at? What are you doing? Yeah. You alive? I go. I go to Japan. I went anywhere for. I went anywhere from like two weeks. I, she doesn't care. But if I'm in the UK and I like, I go to the gym for an hour, she's like, "What are you doing?" I think really? it's because like the, the the thing is when you're away, you're away and there's it's out of their control. They can't do nothing. Yeah, but I think yeah, when yeah. you're at home, when you have that family member that has that that situation that they can just have a slight control over, it's quite a scarring thing to do, and it's very very hard for them to overcome it. Well, it's it's almost obviously if you're away at work. You, she knows they're going to get in contact with you should anything horrendous happen. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And in the UK, if you have a car crash, it's going to take a little while for you mm. to get in contact. So maybe that's just it. Old PC blood turns up at the front door. <laughs> Can you make that be Hello, Mom. <laughs> um, But yeah, it, it's... A lot of people have money scars, mm. I think, in the world. At the moment, current price with mortgage rates mm. going up. I just had a guy yesterday talk to me. We were, I was doing my motorbike lesson and he came up to me and he goes, oh yeah, well, we don't get a motorbike, but I've just got to wait until what the mortgage rates are doing. And he's already preempting a scar that hasn't formed yet. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Already, like, or, he's already got a knife and he's about to 
protrude his skin with it. He just, he's waiting for that scar to happen. He's waiting for that to form. And it, it just, it, it, I understand it's forward thinking. I understand that he's looking for the, forward to the future and I completely get that. But they're so scarred about what something might do that they're not <clears throat> continuing what they want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, fantastic. So it's very similar to new investors to the market. Oh. They're so concerned because like, we know there's going to be a crash again soon. Yeah. There's, there's one every decade in history so far. There's well, yeah, one minimum, every decade. Yeah. Absolute minimum. So there's going to be another five, ten in our lifetime. Minimum, yeah. right? Maybe not we, ten. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fell on. Yeah, no. Jeez. One for me. <laughs> Barry Deadnuts. Um, so we know there's they're coming in the future, and we're preparing to be ready because we see them as as an, as an exciting opportunity. Yeah. But a lot of people have been stung by said crashes, saying the 2008, the COVID. You know, some people have been stung by not really knowing what they're on about or doing. And now they're fearful. Like we spoke to a lad we used to work with. Do you remember we were in uh, Italy? We're talking about investing into mm. certain markets, and yeah. he comes. Oh, you want to be careful with that, boys? I lost a lot of money doing that. Yeah. Like, well, that's the reason because you didn't have a clue what you're doing. Like he yeah. was trying to make a quick buck and didn't. He didn't have a plan. He didn't follow it or anything like that. He didn't make. <clears throat> didn't do what we're trying to teach you guys um and he's got a scar, he's got a scar from that so he won't ever invest again no he won't whether it be in businesses in currencies in whatever he won't do it because no. he's just not interested i think it was was it not trading actually yeah, maybe not investing. Trading, i think it was trading yeah, yeah, yeah for it but he's got a scar and he will never do it again it's just like people selling buying and selling used cars yeah it's like buying a house buying a bad one buying a good one it's just like buying a a good bike versus buying a crap bike. The thing is, people have so many scars in life that they they limit themselves to what their potential future could be. They do not want to push about and go right. Okay, we can actually. I can actually do something with my life here. I can improve myself. I could start a podcast. I could learn to invest. I could start a company. I could start a company that I know has has already failed previously, but I know how to change it. I know where it's gone wrong, and now I can make it better. People are still scared of that, mm-hmm. and the way that you should look at it is. Okay, maybe not on a sports injury, but maybe in a business career type injury. If you've had a failing business, you know what doesn't work and you're one step closer to making it successful. Every single time a failing business fails, you're one step closer to a successful one. It's as simple as that. If you continue to try, you're one step closer to making it successful. And people don't look at it like that, and they should. It's really, really simple and it sounds really, really easy and it's not easy at all, but I make it sound Mm. easy because I'm just a genius. (laughs) But... It, it, it's not if that's the case it it honestly is the more you fail the more you will learn the success will become an e- will come easier to you absolutely i think spot on with that as well the, we we the biggest fear that we have or scar that we have is fear of failure yeah so if you failed once you're probably scared to fail again and and people are scared to take a leap from the nine to five jobs to the starting their own business starting their own podcast doing those sorts of things um people are afraid of that and they're afraid because they're not afraid of actually doing the work because they probably enjoy the work a lot. They'd love it, but they're, fe- they're fearful of failing. Yeah. And that's one thing they they just like cannot accept. Even though, well, could you argue that working nine to five for sixty years and then dying a slow and steady death is is success? I uh, going on to that. I saw a uh, an advert the other day for a pension company, and this pension company, this bloke was like going to retire in a few years time and it was show. I think it was like 55 and he could withdraw his pension now 
and they were just showing, oh, you could you can invest 50 or whatever amount of money it was. But in, in his account, this pension, this bloke, it, obviously it's on TV, it's not real. It showed him having £51,000 in his account at the age of 55. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You, you think that a person at the age of 55 is going to have £51,000 in their account and retire on that. Are you are you stupid? And I think uh, we don't. I can't remember what the rate of the um, specific number is, but we we've done some research on this. Yeah. And the number of like the amount of money that people retire with in the UK on average is really really low. It is under a hundred grand. Yeah. At the age of sixty four, so or sixty seven or whatever it is now. So you've worked your whole life to retire on a hundred grand. Are you are you nuts? Near enough a thousand pounds a year you've been living, like. What are you nuts? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So people will see that advert and are going to associate with with retiring as being painful because you've only got fifty one thousand pounds to live on for what forty years. If you well, yeah, who knows how long have you lived for? Twenty years, ten years? Exactly, you don't know, yeah. yeah. That's why you can't just have such a finite amount of money. You need such a big pot to be able to go into. You could do forty years. You just don't know. Could be one of the fortunate ones. You know, you need to be just covered. And why, do you, and, and why would you want to work your ass off for so many years to then go, oh, 55, right, I'm going to start collecting that money now and I'm going to start chilling. I'm going to live my life before I'm going to play golf every day. <clears> and can't what? afford the fucking for membership. What? Yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't afford the fresh golf clubs that you want or you've lost your last balls. That's it. Your barrel dinged. No more <laughs> golf. You've got to scavenge. You've got to, now you're walking the golf course trying to find balls so you can carry on playing again. Like, just... This is my point. Like, we have the option when you're, I mean, even when you're 40, when you're 50, you have the option to have a failure and move on from that failure to make it a success. And people don't. Yeah. People have the pain, the scar, they have the mental, the physical scars, and they don't want to give it another go. My advice is just to do it, just mm. to give it another go, just do it again. I mean, mm. look at all the famous boxers that have lost, I don't know, who, give me a famous boxer. Um, what's his name? Not my other, because he's won every single fight. McGregor, he's not a boxer. He's crap. Uh, Bellew, better, 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 better. Tommy, Tony, Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew. I don't know what his record is, but I'm sure he's lost some fights. Didn't he go to? He was locked up when he for a bit. Well, yeah, he was. So yeah. and he's he come back from yeah, that. Come back so. from being out to continue Big to be a successful person. Yeah. Anthony Joshua. I mean, he's lost loads of fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not very good. I could beat him up. <laughs> um, <laughs> you heard it but, here first. But even even a successful MMA fighter. Um, Yes. Okay, John Jones. John Jones, I'm not sure what his record is, but I know he's been banged up for many, many things. Uh, he, got, he gets arrested all the time. But pound for pound, he's one of the most successful UFC fighters in the world as I've ever seen. But he's come from this, this pain of being locked up, of being accused, of doing this, of doing that. Andrew Tate. This bloke, he's, he's now released, isn't he? Yeah, off house arrest, yeah. Off house arrest, yeah. because he's come from this pain of being, in, was it 10 months? Maybe more than that? What, in the joint? Yeah. Uh, I think it was 10 months, yeah. I don't really know. Been in prison for three months. He's, you know, he said that the bigger tr circle, triangle, whatever you want to call it, is out to get him. He's going to be arrested again. You know, he's, his life's in danger. And now this guy's walking the streets after all this time. 15, I, think, I think it was 15 million pounds worth of assets was seized from him. And now he's back into the game again. Uh, wait, did you say he was Elon's trainer or something for this fight? I think he offered. I don't know if he got okay. taken up. He, he was. He offered. But it's it's amazing that 
people have these failures and they continue to succeed. So if they can do it, they they are okay. Yes, they're successful now because they're well known to us. But they weren't successful at one point. They were just an average person with an average life, an average job. Went to school, had a you know didn't have a successful background, but made it successful to them. So if you if they can do it, then I'm sure you can. If they can come back from all that pain and all those scars that they've formed, you can do the same thing. Absolutely. There's no reason why not. It's about it's about the how you frame it. It's about how you see it. So, like I said, Andrew Tate, he's seen <laughs> that publicity. All publicity is good publicity. Yeah. He's seeing it as that. So he's just raking it in, raking it in, milking it like a goat's cheese salad sandwich. I don't know what I was going to go to say. There. But he's absolutely milking it, and it's making him more and more profitable, more and more money, making him literally the most Google man in in the world. And um, <laughs> same with like if you frame it in the right sense, you're going to see. This silver lining, you're going to get the most out of it. If you just go, like I said earlier, woe is me, but you're not going to get the most out of it. Mm. So frame it to be positive, to see the good in it, and yeah, just just go at it. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid of scars. Mm. Anything more to that? Perfect. No, mate. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, links will be down below. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. Help this podcast get out there so we can help the world. Have a good weekend, guys, and a good week. Enjoy what you're doing. Take care. See you next time. Success is available for everyone, so why should you sell for less?